630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Darnell Nurse and the Oilers at Calgary tomorrow for game one, 5.30 face-off show, game at 7.30, an early one, relatively speaking, compared to round one tomorrow. Uh, 8.30 is when the game will start on Friday. Good thing it's going into the uh, long weekend. Reed Wilkins with you. Really appreciate you tuning in. I also want to let you know about this, another Oilers playoffs mega 50-50, a multi-day is underway it's going to go all the way until may 24th uh i i I, maybe i shouldn't make predictions i could turn out to be saying something entirely stupid here you guys know i do that sometimes it it would not so today is uh this is going on for another week the jackpot is already seven hundred eighty six thousand dollars i i wouldn't be surprised if it's a 10 million dollar jackpot (laughs) i got a reaction out of kellen Usually he's just disgusted or indifferent by what I said. My eyes, my, my eyes actually, did the money sign thing like yeah, in the cartoons, you know. You're, you're, you're actually you somewhat know? captivated by my prediction. Uh, of course, it's powered by Pepsi and 630 Ched, uh, making sport possible for kids across oil country. The Oilers Community Foundation online 50-50. And here's the thing. There are early bird draws on uh, on game days so if, if you buy a ticket today you don't just have to wait till till next tuesday to see if you get something you might uh, win something along the way and if you get a hundred dollars or more of 50 50 tickets you get a 25 dollars canadian brew house gift card and a 25 dollars boston pizza gift card you can get tickets until 11 o'clock any day so that's a uh, pretty cool ton of early bird prizes tomorrow and then now the jackpots i mean it's going to be over eight hundred thousand dollars by the end of the night so that is pretty cool in the NHL tonight, it is one nothing Panthers over the Lightning. Five minutes left in the second period. In a little over an hour, it'll be game one, Blues and Avalanche. Okay, uh, before we get to Kelly Rudy, on the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063, Sir Robert is standing by. Sir Robert, go ahead. Hey, Reed, how you doing? Well, you got to be honest. Did you also call Steinberg today and talk to him? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. I did. I did. I will. I will say this though. I did. I did call Steinberg after the game on Saturday night. I'll, but I will be honest about that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Anyway, no. But I mean, you know what? If I, you know, if I was going to sit here and tell you that when it comes to this series, uh, that I'm not nervous, I'd be full of it. That would be. A, that would be a total lie because I am. Calgary. Calgary is really good. Calgary and. In my opinion, I, they have they do have a they do have somewhat a somewhat of a, a slight edge, but at the same time, I guess for me for me for I guess what I'll say is for I guess for the Oilers to win, it's going to come down to I guess how much how much Drysaitel can can contribute with his injury. McDavid does McDavid elevate to another level? Does he have another level to get to? Frankly, I think he does. And I agree with uh, that other caller who was talking about Nuge. I think we I think we need to see some sort of production from Nuge in this series. 
Yeah, I think that's all fair. Appreciate it, Sir Robert. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's fun to speculate because I I don't think there is. A, I mean, there shouldn't be at this time of year. I, I don't think you can say one team is heavily favored. Do I think Calgary should be a slight favorite? Yeah, I would say probably. Uh, when I did my predictions with Bob, I picked the Oilers in seven, and that's just my personal policy. I live in Edmonton. We broadcast the Oilers and the Elks. If it's close, I'll be a bit of a homer and, and pick the home team. If If Calgary had finished... 25 points ahead of the orders well then i would i would still pick calgary but there are some keys either way smith against markstrom is is another one um but i you know they can if the Oilers get a little bit of depth scoring not just nuge you know could could ryan chip in could archibald get a goal along the way and those guys have played well but i think at some point you got to put the puck into that i, I think those are all storylines too we got daniel checking in daniel go ahead hey reed how's it going tonight Quite well. Good, well. At any rate, being a, a more mature fan, I guess, I, I'm pretty nervous. You know, this brings me, I haven't felt like this for many years, you know, having been through the original battle. And I tell you, this brings back uh, nervous memories for sure. <laughs> if I may say, I, I think I think the key to this series is, is certainly going to be discipline. I, I think Edmonton is is going to have to not get try to get wrapped up into the obvious tactic that will be employed to try and get Edmonton off their game physically, and I think they're they're really going to have to be disciplined. I agree with Robert there that you know if if Smith cannot keep up with the goaltending, we we, we don't stand a chance for sure. Yeah, and then the injury to Dreisaitl, obviously. I mean, I, I look at it this way: you know, there isn't a player that Calgary wouldn't trade for Dreisaitl, but I don't think there's a player that Edmonton would trade Dreisaitl for on Calgary. So he's that important to us. You know, I, I you, you can't take him out of the lineup and not have a, a pretty big effect, and that makes me awfully nervous. And my final point would be this. And I don't like to say it like it is, but I think for every, you know, rough stuff that goes McDavid's way, they've, they've got, a, you know, three hits to to uh, Giordano, or not Giordano, to... Uh, Goudreau? Mr. Goudreau, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think they've got it for every time they take a run at, at uh, McDavid, we've got to answer with three on Goudreau. You know, I, I always remember there being an interesting story, thanks for your patience, but when I was uh, listening to, uh, what was his name, uh, the, the big Calgary enforcer, after they got in a brawl with Vancouver, and he skated over to the bench and he looked at the Sedins and he said, if you don't have a talk with your guys, you're you're on my list. Right. And lo and behold, he said, it stopped. Yeah. And I, I think that Edmonton, you, there's no way. We, we don't have the toughness to go head-to-head with Lucic and Gabranson and and uh, a few of their other guys. I mean, Cassian's on his own, and we don't want nerve fighting. But we have to respond somehow, and we've got to respond in making their life difficult on their stars if, if that's the way it goes. Not that, you know, both teams, it's going to be hard fought, I agree. But I think they, they are going to go after McDavid myself, but, you know. That's just my thoughts on it. But 
Boy, it's going to be a tough series, Reed. And I tell you, I'm I'm ner- I'm shaking just sitting here talking to you about it. You know, okay, well, really- Daniel, look, we're 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 here. I'm here for you. Rob and I will be there for you after the games. I, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that, and I think you make very good points about some of the key things for the series. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you take care, buddy. I love hearing that from Daniel, though I know it's uh, maybe it's a tough experience, but that he's actually shaking. He's so excited and nervous about the series. But isn't that what we want? Isn't this better than uh, draft lottery? Uh, who are we going to pick? Who's going to coach next year? Who, who has to be traded? There's an actual very, very important series that we're breaking down. My motto for the playoffs, you've heard me say it before, and I know it's easier said than done, but I urge you, embrace the tension. Embrace the tension. Kelly Rudy's coming up next. Set up by Kucherov. Perry scores. It's 1-1 Tampa Bay and Florida in the final minute of the second period. He joins us every week here on Inside Sports. He's powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster, Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Reed. It's uh, going to be a nice night of hockey. Uh, I have a rare day off, and it's going to be that way every other night uh, here in the playoffs. So it's sort of like breaking news to uh, your listeners that David Amber and I have uh, uh, chosen the assignment to come out west and do the Battle of Alberta. So it's going to be amazing. I, I'm not only going to be here at home for the two games, but I get to go up to Edmonton and see my mom and uh, my brother and his family. So it'll be awfully nice while working. Well, and also see me, Kelly. Let's not under oh, let's not downplay right. that. <laughs> you and your partner, Rob Brown. I get to say hello. Yeah, that's right. You can pop in and say uh, say hi. I don't know what part of the building you're being, but I'm sure I'll see you at the board exchange. Well, that's cool. Good good for you that your travel uh, your travel is uh, is was coming home and coming up to yes. Edmonton. Your original home. I mean, you're unique. You have a unique perspective on this because you're you're from Edmonton. You have family in Edmonton. You love Edmonton, and you've yeah. also uh, lived in Calgary in recent years in your yeah. life. And oh, by the way, even though you were ne- you were never an Oiler or a Flame, you played against those teams when they were kind of at their peak in the late '80s and early '90s too. So you kind of see this from a lot of different perspectives. I sure hope so. And, uh, you know, it's still Edmonton, uh, still one of my favorite places on the planet to go. Right. And so, uh, when I found out when they, when I, they asked me, I think it was on Saturday, if I'd be interested in going to, uh, do the series, I jumped all over it. Well, you didn't take me uh, three seconds to answer back as I got love to now. Uh, like I said, I get to go back to uh, Edmonton where I have nothing but the fondest of memories. And I, I don't know what my schedule is going to be on the off day on the Monday between the Sunday, Tuesday, or uh, yeah, Sunday, Tuesday, but I sure hope to uh, go for a nice walk in the River Valley. I'm sure it's starting to green up nicely, and man alive, I miss that. I, my brother and I used to mountain bike a ton through the River Valley, uh, so it just brings back the warmest of memories. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you're coming up. That's cool. So, when you were a, when you were a king, let's just flash back for a second. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you guys had series wins against Calgary, against Edmonton. You also had series losses against Calgary yeah. and Edmonton. You certainly yeah. played 
in that era when Calgary, you know, had to catch up to Edmonton and eventually won their own Stanley Cup in 1980. Like, tell us about playing in the Smythe division and against the Alberta teams in those days. Well, I'm going to throw another team in there because they were building also, and that's Vancouver. So Vancouver, they weren't a very good team when I joined the league in the early 80s, but uh, they were building towards something in, in particular. I thought in the early 90s, you could really see a lot of momentum. So between Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver, we had a fantastic division and uh, incredible games, incredibly difficult. I, I will say this. I, I think I mentioned this to you before uh, at some point, Reed. Going back to Edmonton, it was kind of like conflicting uh, emotions for me because I was so darn excited to go back home and play in uh, Northlands Coliseum. And, you know, I, I as a kid, I was able to go to the only one or two or three uh, games when they were in the WHA. And so that had really cool memories going to Northlands. But when I was a more so a king than an islander it became very difficult and very conflicted for me to go play against the oilers because uh i was always so um i guess uptight or nervous that i might have a poor game and i didn't want to embarrass my family because uh they would, they'd always be at the games right and so i never wanted to embarrass my mom and dad by having an off night or my brother and you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it kind of scares you silly to the point where you hope you play fantastic just because you're so afraid of playing poorly. And uh, it, it's kind of a different way to motivate you, but it, it certainly had some pretty good results because not only, as you mentioned, those battles we had in the playoffs, but we had tons of regular season games. And I, I do recall having some really good games in that building. Now, having said that, I lost pretty badly in some of those buildings too. And in fact, one of my worst losses uh, uh, was the 92 playoffs. We lost to the Edmonton Oilers in the first round, I believe. And, and I was so mad at myself because I had a, what I considered an extremely good regular season. But what you might not remember, a lot of your fans might not remember, Reed, uh, that year we went on strike in March. And uh, and then we, we missed about, I don't know, 10 days or two weeks, something like that on strike. We came back and only played a handful of games, and I could never find my rhythm. And uh, it continued into the playoffs. I just, I was grinding away trying to find that uh, uh, rhythm that I had during the regular season, and I couldn't find it. We lost in six games, and I think I was a big reason why we lost that year, and I was so mad at myself. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports. Let's put a, a quick cap here on the last round, because after being pushed to the brink, and quite frankly, the Oilers, I thought, were pretty disappointing in game four and most of game five. Really came through in Game Six and and then Game Seven. Uh, I mean, I, I it was two nothing. I considered it a pretty lopsided two nothing game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I you know I I think what the Oilers. I hope that they sort of learned or understood about that series when look they look back is that they can't get off to an average start uh, against Calgary. Like Calgary, really, they scored the first goal so many times uh, during the regular season. That was a formula for su success in the playoffs as well. And and the Oilers can't have a bad or an ordinary 20 minutes like they they had for those those five first games. I thought the game six and seven was much, much better uh, to the level that uh, I expected. Although I thought maybe game seven a little bit, uh, they really found their groove in the second and third of course as you said it was more lopsided than the score would indicate but that's what i think 
they sh the lesson they should take out of that series that uh, it was a good lesson too, right? Like they were taken to the to the uh, uh, end uh, by LA, and that was that's a good thing. You've got to, you know, they kind of got scared a little bit. Like, hey, you know what? This that could have been a loss easily, right? And so I think they understand now how difficult it's going to be moving forward. Well, what can you say about the ability and not just the physical ability, overall ability? of McDavid to elevate his game because the way I've been talking about it, Kelly, I, you know, I was on CGOB with Jim Toth earlier today yeah. and I said it was almost that refuse to lose. It's like, follow me guys. I, I'm not going to let us be knocked out in the first round. I totally agree with that comment. That's well put, um, accurately described. I think that all of us have known for a number of years uh, that McDavid is by far the best player on the planet. And I was surprised to learn that he had an even higher level. I, I just had no idea that he could e increase his uh, already phenomenal uh, talents to a, a level that we had never seen in game six and seven. Like, as you said, he just was not going to be denied. He was he was not going to lose that series. And it was uh, follow my lead. You know what it really reminded me of? A lot of Sidney Crosby when he was in his heyday. Like he, Sidney Crosby usually had a brilliant first shift of the first period. And that was the set, sending a message to the opposition, but also to his own teammates. Like we're not allowing anybody to sort of dip our toe in the water and ease into this series or this game. I expect you, because I'm at, my all-time best i expect you to be at your best to start every period and that's kind of the message i got from mcdavid in game six and seven that hey i'm at this new level i expect you to be there as well well i, I like how you put that and, and i wonder in this series and i asked hyman and casting about it today you guys are forwards who are good at protecting the puck down low and certainly yeah. hyman fin can finish a lot of plays and, and the yeah. calgary defense lives to hit and try to gobble guys up yeah. is that and i know it's a very complex game and there's a lot going on is that a big part of how it's going to be decided is maybe who can stand up to that physicality or win those yes. low battles it will be and it will be those important battles that and uh it sounds like tanev was back at practice today and but you know uh that he's nursing something uh and so it's going to be very important for the big heavy uh, oiler forwards to lean on him uh to put pressure on stone to make sure that uh, uh stone doesn't have an easy time because he's a big solid guy himself uh shillington left for part of the uh the game uh versus uh uh cheapers uh dallas Thank you. you, you can edit that. Well, I, I had to think about it for a second. See, we're moving on, Kelly. We're keeping like right. Jay Woodcroft. We're keeping the picture small. We're only thinking ahead. Right. And uh, so you know that those those guys are going to have to lean on the Calgary defense and make it hard on them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Drysaddle's performance on probably on one leg? Uh, very uh, impressive. Uh, it was very clear that when he was trying to move around the ice, he, he had no leg extension. It, it looked as though he was really bothered by it, but gutsy performance. And uh, I, I expected nothing less because I have that much admiration for him also. Yeah. Uh, so we got the other series going on. We got the only Canadian, we got the all Canadian matchup, which is cool. Florida, Tampa Bay, yeah, uh, Colorado, St. Louis, Carolina, and the Rangers. And he, is there one of those you're most looking forward to following? 
Uh, well, two. Um, I, I'll follow all of them, of course, but my eye will definitely be on Florida, Tampa, because I've been saying Florida is a a much better team this year than uh, previously. And I, I think that they might do some damage and I didn't really see the best of Tampa in the first round versus Toronto. I think that'll get better for them. I hope, but, and then St. Louis, Colorado, cause I just think that's going to be an all out war. I just believe the way those two teams uh, uh, can play and how, physical St. Louis can be Colorado with uh, you know their leadership and McKinnon just not happy uh, losing every round or every year in the second round so it's going to be a great battle and of course the battle of Alberta will be my favorite yeah okay well I look forward to seeing you when you come up to Edmonton for games three and four Kelly thanks so much for checking in tonight my pleasure thanks Reed I'll talk to you soon buddy Kelly Rooney is powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian store. Canadian try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Perry Berezin, a key figure in the lore of the Battle of Alberta, is coming up later tonight. More from you. Man, I heard from some nervous fans earlier on the show. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.